December is upon us, which means so are the holidays. I cannot think of a more important topic than self-care during the holidays. And one of the ways I treat myself to self-care is through simplicity. That's one of the reasons this will be my last episode in December, because I am simplifying my own life, taking my own medicine and doing less. So I invite you to listen in as Tammy Robinson and I begin to dissect what self-care is and how it's not doing more, it's actually being more. I really love this conversation so much. And I want to remind you about the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood membership, which you can learn more about on my website, isabelbridges.com. In the month of December, we are doing a deep dive into choosing simplicity. Okay, on with the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning. Because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Hi, friends, and welcome back. Today, we are talking about self-care during the holidays with the lovely and beautiful Tammy Robinson. Welcome, Tammy, to the show. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm super, super excited to be here. Okay, so before we dive in, I want to just acknowledge that we had some technical difficulties before hitting record. So my new-ish microphone stopped working and Tammy just so graciously um, supported me, did some brainstorming with me. And then ultimately we decided to go with plan B, which is just to use the audio on my computer. And Tammy, I just appreciate that about you, first of all. And I think it's important for us all to have people in our lives who can support us in having what we want. And also just so uh, generously saying, you know, it's not what we expected. And this is another good option. So just wanting to really presence that before we dive in and appreciate you. Um, And I would love you to tell our listeners a little bit about the work that you do in the world, as well as who you are on a personal level. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, when things like technical difficulties come up, you know, yoga is such a good... um, pathway for dealing with the unexpected. In fact, my instructor does all kinds of things. My teacher from India, he does all kinds of things to help us prepare Mm -hmm. for the unexpected. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is really to learn how to surrender. Mm -hmm. We did what we could in the moment and it wasn't working. So we just have to let it go. And you're doing a fabulous job at accepting that and just Mm -hmm. being able to move on with that. So... All right. So who am I? Well, I used to be a national security analyst with the U.S. federal government. And now I'm a yoga therapist, 
a coach and someone who helps people make sense of something called the Great Yoga Wall, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a bit. But it's an interesting path how I came to be here. Mm -hmm. So I was working these national security related issues for the US federal government. And my problems that my colleagues and I were working on a special problem, Mm -hmm. we'll just call it a special problem for years. And finally, we solved it. And at the time, one of my bosses said, Tammy, this kind of thing happens only once in a career. You might as well retire now. And he was kind of joking, but I kind of thought, hmm, because I was really burned out. We've been working really, really hard. And I had always been focused on, well, how can I, how can I help on a global level? How can I help the world be a better place on a macro level? Mm-hmm. I wanted to see what would it be like to help on a micro level. So I started teaching leadership development within the federal government. And at the same time, I had come to yoga as an everyday practice was something I'd done off and on throughout my childhood. The local studio I was practicing at got this thing called the Great Yoga Wall, which is an amazing prop that helps you find deeper releases in the postures. It helps you learn how to find the best alignment for your body, how to even do certain poses that maybe you can't do on your own. And it uses your relationship to gravity and changes your relationship to gravity to do all of that. And it's super fun. I fell in love and the studio owner said, Hey, you want to go to California and study with the guy who created the training for this? And I said, yeah, sure. I'll go do that. And within a year, I left my hectic, but stable U.S. federal government job, moved back to California, which is where I'm from. And pursued, started pursuing my yoga teacher training certification. And from there, I started teaching. I got my coaching certification and have worked with thousands of clients and students, taught thousands of hours over those years. And here I am. So, yeah. Thank you for walking us through that journey. What a, yeah, what a, interesting path you've taken. Most people don't enter the yogic world through that. So, 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 so interesting. Um, So in that lens, what does empowerment mean to you? So for me, empowerment means doing what you need to do to take care of yourself so that you can operate from a place of agency and groundedness. Mm-hmm. I love that. When you say groundedness, I'm just remembering of my my own couple of times using a wall and how and just yoga in general, how important it is to really find the ground. Um yes. and both metaphorically and uh, physically in our bodies. Sometimes we're the ground. Sometimes the floor is the ground. Sometimes the wall is the ground, right? Yes. Um, and this holiday season, I'm hearing from so many women and clients and friends and sisters about how uh, chaotic their minds are and how overwhelmed they're feeling. 
And we all know self-care, do self-care. So I want us to begin to really dissect what that even means, because often self-care can just feel like one more thing I'm supposed to do and add to the overwhelm. So I'd love to hear your take on self-care, and then we can kind of begin to go a little bit deeper. Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked this, because the way I approach self-care is from an integral perspective. And so that means it's not just about bubble baths. It's not just about, you know, relaxing and getting a massage. There's so much more to it. And you might even be doing self-care that you don't even realize you're doing. And it's a matter of just becoming a little bit more mindful about that and grounded in that process so that you can acknowledge that and then feel that empowerment from it. So what does integral mean? What does an integral approach to self-care mean? So integral theory is something that comes from a philosopher named Ken Wilber. And it simply means looking at a variety of different perspectives or lenses to understand human development and the world we live in. And there are so many different lenses. But for today, because I know your theme is simplify, Mm -hmm. I want to focus on just four. And those four areas are often depicted as a quadrant. So it's your body, your systems and environment, your relationships, and your mind. Because we're not just our bodies, right? So mm-hmm. it's it'd be one thing if just getting a massage and taking a bubble bath would work, but that's only one part of us, right? And they are certainly helpful, but there's a lot more to us than our bodies. We're not just our minds, right? Mm-hmm. We're not just where we live. We're not just our house our jobs, the earth that we are a part of and the community we're a part of. We're not just the roles that we play. I love your intro to your podcast because it really kind of gets at this point. We are much more than the roles that we play and the ways that we relate to other people. So why is this important? Well, self-care can be so hard to make time for, especially when you're a mother. And especially at the holidays. Mm -hmm. So you've got so many more demands on your time at the holidays, right? You've got to buy all the gifts, make all the cookies, go to all the parties, attend the kids' holiday plays, travel to grandma's house or whatever it is that that looks like for you. There's just more demands on your time. And so for many people, self-care and your wellness practices and yoga practices, those are the first thing to go out the window when more demands come on your time. And usually that's before the turkey even hits the table at Thanksgiving, if you eat turkey or tofurkey, if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it can be hard to get back on track, right? And so the other thing I want to point out is that You see a lot of things at this time of year, like how to eat healthy during the holidays or how to get your shopping done, you know, like in no time and those kinds of things. But what about dealing with, you know, the crazy uncle at the table who goes off on his politics that are very sort of polarizing, right? Or what about the nosy cousin who wants to get up all up in your business? Or what about if you don't have family? Even if the family might be annoying, what if you don't have family? 
and you're feeling lonely and sad at the holidays. So there's just, there are so many dynamics that the holidays tend to highlight for us. (laughs) I saw an interesting example of this. I went to California for Thanksgiving to spend it with my mom and stepdad. And uh, my husband and I, we were driving um, the night before Thanksgiving. We were driving through town after running an errand. And we happened to drive by the local dispensary. Mm -hmm. There were probably 50 cars in the parking lot. And I was like, all these people are here because they're getting ready to self-medicate because they can't deal with the family dynamics or whatever other pain it is that comes up during the holidays. The holidays can be a joyful time. And for some, they can be a painful time. And sure, some of those people were there probably to make their holidays more joyful as well. Yeah. I'm not trying to judge anyone who's going to the oh. dispensary. That's all, that's all good. Um, but the point is, the holidays are tough. Mm-hmm. And so just like we're not our bodies, there's a lot more to yoga than our, our postures, right? And so I wanted to talk about some quick self-care practices that come from the yoga world that folks could do. Is it okay for me to go ahead and go into that? Perfect. Thank you. Okay, great. Great. So I know when you hear the word yoga, some of your listeners might be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm already so exhausted. How can I go make time to get to a studio and do all those planks and all those down dogs and all those warriors? I just can't even think about it. That's how I feel at the holidays, right? So maybe some of your listeners are feeling that way as well. I'm trying to fit that in between hitting them all for gifts and school pickup, forget about it. So I'm going to make these yoga tools, we'll call them tools, really, really practical and doable. And so let's look at the body first. Right now is not the time to push yourself harder if you don't have the bandwidth for it. And so restorative yoga is really one of the best things you can do because not only does it help you feel more rested, but if you're stressed out and putting more stress on your body with an active practice, then you're drawing down your immune system's ability to help fight back against all the colds and achy things that come up during this time. So even just five minutes in a supported child's pose or with your legs up the wall, can make a huge difference. You don't have to spend an hour and a half. You don't have to spend even an hour, five minutes. When you think you feel like you want to take a nap, instead, go to child's pose for five minutes or lay with your legs up the wall for five minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's for the body. There's so many other things, but we'll just throw that out there as something quick that people can do. Mm -hmm. For your systems and your environment, This is where I like to bring in the yoga philosophy, right? Your schedule can get so crowded. Your house can get messy with all the stuff around the extra decorations, the wrapping paper, all of that. Um, And you might be feeling like, oh, I want to do all the things. This is how I feel every year. We have so many fun things to do where I live that I've never even been able to get to because the schedule is already so full. So in yoga philosophy, there is a concept called saucha, which basically translates to cleanliness. And I'm not saying without the mop and, you know, the duster and all of that, 
to clean everything. What I'm saying is to just mindfully sit for a few minutes, take a few breaths and see what can I let go of from my schedule? Mm -hmm. What can I say no to? And now if you're one of those people who really just wants to do everything, you've got that FOMO going strong. Another yogic practice or another yogic tool then you can bring in is something called a parigraha or self-reliance or non-jealousy. So it's really about understanding that who you are and what you have is enough. You don't need to go to this event and that event and this display and that thing. You don't have to go to all those things in order to feel whole and complete. Instead, again, just sit for a few minutes, feel your feet on the ground, feel your feet in your seat or your Feel your sit bones in your seat Mm. and just take a moment to appreciate all that you already have. So Mm. those are just two. There's so many more, so many more ways to apply yoga philosophy, but it doesn't take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a lot of time. You can do that in two minutes Mm -hmm. if you let yourself just sit and ground and focus for a couple minutes. Okay. You might even want to... For the rest of your the episode, put your feet up the wall now and and or get into child's pose now and just like enjoy the feeling of your body being closer to the earth while you're listening yes. to something. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Taking advantage of any moment that you have or finding that those moments of peace for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So what about relationships? Yeah. Right? What do you do when the uncle starts going off or the cousin or the, you know, somebody, the colleague, whoever, the other mothers at school? What happens when something is feeling not quite right in relationships? So we can have a tendency to avoid conflicts, we can have a tendency to jump right in, right? There are all kinds of tendencies that we might have. But what if you again, pause for a moment and found your breath and just focused on the exhalation, just focus on making the exhalation a little bit longer than the inhalation in and out through the nose for just six breaths. Again, less than two minutes, depending on the length of your breath. You can even do it without anyone knowing. You can do it as you're sitting at the table and someone is saying things that are upsetting to you. You can do that. And when you don't react, it helps diffuse the situation. They're not going to get that interaction and that charge that they get from that. Everything can go in the direction that it's going to go, but you stay empowered. You stay in your power because you're connected to yourself and to your breath. Mm-hmm. And again, this concept of surrendering and letting go becomes really helpful in these moments as well. Mm-hmm. You can't control what that person is saying or doing. If you've feel like you need to say something just to stand your ground in some way, you can, but you can't control them. 
And you have to let that go in order to accept the situation and come back to your own power. Now, what about the mind? Mm. All right. So (laughs) I've already had this holiday season. I've already had a couple of nights where I'm up late because I'm thinking about all the things I need to do. I'm having, I'm launching a new program next week. And so there's all the things that I'm trying to get done before next week so that I can focus on that as well as the holidays, et cetera, et cetera. And so the mind can really start to get worked up and really, really busy with chatter. And again, you can do something about that without anyone knowing at all. And that's just to sit again, become aware of your breath. And do just a couple minutes of some kind of mindfulness meditation, whether that's following your breath, you or maybe standing in the sun, really feeling your feet on the ground and feel, feeling the light of the sun as it warms your skin. Maybe um, if you're someone who likes chants, like the word om or something like that, if you find that calming can just say that to yourself a few times. You can, if you need to um, visualize something that brings you joy or helps settle you. For some people, it might be a religious symbol. Others, it might be a flower or the ocean or a kitten. There's all kinds of things you can do Then just bring to your mind, even with your eyes open. You can just bring it to your mind. Or if you want to close your eyes, you can excuse yourself, go to the restroom, And just do it for a few minutes in the restroom. Again, a few breaths Mm. with practice, a few breaths over and over. Anytime you need that calming can really, really be helpful. What I am loving about these is they're not add-ons. They're Mm add-ins. You're going to be in the bathroom anyway. You may as well take a couple of those deep breaths bring to mind a soothing scene and you don't have to do more. You can just be, it's a, it's almost like it's a way of being that you're describing than something exactly. that you're doing. Exactly. You can do this even while you're washing the dishes, just mm-hmm. becoming mindful of, you know, what your hands are doing, feeling the water on your hands, feeling the plate between your fingers or whatever it is when you're walking, you know, around the mall, Noticing all the people around you, noticing each step that you take, noticing the lights, noticing how your breath is changing as you walk. Mm -hmm. Becoming mindful is one of the best tools for coming back to your power in a moment when you need it. And what's also coming up for me is what modeling that is for your children, but also just for anyone else that you interact with. If you're regulated, if I'm regulated, then my partner is going to be more regulated. Then my interview guest is going to be more regulated. My, you know, my home is just going to feel like a more regulated place if I am regulated myself. Exactly. I'm so glad you raised that because, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about self-care being selfish, right? Mm -hmm. And true self-care is not because of what you just said. When you're regulated, when you're standing in your own power, when you're shining your light brighter, it helps the rest of the world do that too. Mm -hmm. 
And that's one of the reasons, it's precisely one of the reasons why I left my work, Mm -hmm. working for the federal government, doing national security work, because I realized like, as long as people are stressed out in their own beings, Mm -hmm. we're always going to have these bigger issues going on globally. So how can we, you know, it's not like one is right and one is wrong, but let me work from the ground up for a little while instead of just at the macro level. Yeah. Exactly. So I want to bring in our theme in the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood, um, which is simplicity. So this month of December, we are really looking at how we can simplify our lives so that we can be more intentional about what we're doing. And that's really what I hear you saying about leaving your job is you simplified your life so that you could be more intentional about the way you spend your time and your energy. And so I'm just taking a a breath and a a beat here because my I uh, am very much a busy headed person. I like to think I like to think about thinking um, and it doesn't always serve me. And even though I know that I still have trouble slowing down, simplifying. Do you, why is that? And I know I'm not alone. Do you know why does the mind reach for more, 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 more when we know that less is actually more peaceful? Right. This is such a great question. So, you know, if you look at it from a trauma-informed perspective, like perhaps the mind wants to stay busy because of trying to avoid the feelings that we have related to a trauma. But if you look at it from a yoga perspective, I'm not, I shouldn't say, but I should say, and Mm -hmm. because that could definitely be true for someone. And from a yoga perspective, when we look about the role of the mind, When we look into that a little bit deeper, its role is to keep you safe in your body and in as you go through the world. So, you know, a lot of times when people think, oh, like, or when people say, oh, I can't meditate, I can't ever get my mind to be blank. Well, you don't want your mind to be blank. Your mind has a role. The mind isn't bad. It's just a matter of giving it something to focus on to help calm that instead. And so I'm too, and one of those people who tends to think a lot, and I think about thinking as well. (laughs) It's like, just a natural thing for me. And so I think it really becomes just about becoming more mindful, and focusing what the mind is doing, as opposed to just letting it run wild. Because when it starts to run wild, it's almost like a snowball that gets bigger and bigger and bigger as it rolls downhill. Yeah. I feel like the body can even be that way too. It's like if we're so in the body and we let the sensations of the body kind of take um, take us out, then it's similar to letting the movement of the mind just totally take us out. So it's like finding harmony in all each of these different bodies or places inside of us, parts of us. Exactly. Well, and they're so integrally related, Mm -hmm. right? So whatever is happening in the body is often as a result of what's happening in the mind. And so if the mind is going 
going, 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 then the body gets into that going, 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 going state as well. And if the mind gets into a place of sort of lethargy or dull energy, as we would call it in Mm -hmm. yoga, Mm -hmm. then the body can become dull as well. So working with them together to find that mindfulness to re-empower yourself Mm -hmm. is the key. This is so beautiful. We're tapering to the end. Uh, is there anything else you want to make sure that our listeners hear from you? Well, I would like to let people know where they can find me if they're interested in this type of discussion and this type of work. Um, I work with people both virtually and in person here in my um, studio in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, if you are interested in finding out more about these topics, I write about it pretty extensively on my blog. And my website is www.wellnesswithtammy, that's T-A-M-I.com, wellnesswithtammy.com. And we will include all those links in our show notes. Um, Tammy, you also are generously offering our listeners a gift. So I want to just make some space for you to tell them about that too. Yes, yes. So earlier, I mentioned that people often think meditation is about making the mind blank. And that's not really what it's about. Well, I have narrowed things down to four myths or simple secrets that you can do to overcome these myths about meditation to help you get started. So there's you know, people think, oh, well, you know, I can't sit still or, oh, you know, I have to, I have to do this or that in order to meditate. And I've just kind of laid out, these are the four secrets you need to know so that you can make meditation a possibility for you. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So it's a quick PDF guide that you can find through my website. And we'll also include that link. Um, And this is our last episode. I am not going to be uh, putting out any new episodes in the month of December as a way to uh, choose simplicity myself. So I just want to encourage our listeners to re-listen to this episode. Tammy gave us so many insightful tips on how we can really simplify the holidays this season. Um, So I want to encourage you to go back and listen again. um, And also take a look at Tammy's upcoming offering on the Great Wall. You you say what what it is. (laughs) Yeah, so you're on the wall. Yeah, it's a program. It's a new online program to learn how to do all of the different level one standing poses that we typically don't get to cover during great yoga wall training. So typically we run three day trainings where we cover all the different types of poses. We get to maybe, I don't know, a dozen standing poses or so. That's about all we have time for because there's the back bends and the inversions and all those other things. But there are at least 64 different standing poses in the manual that we have. And um, so, yeah, we the upcoming program is an online course with videos and live sessions to be able to learn all those different standing poses so that 
you can go deeper into your revolved triangle or mm-hmm. to feel more of that side stretch in your extended side angle pose or to really just be able to hang with your feet on the wall in a forward bend and let the spine lengthen just by changing your relationship to gravity. So all kinds of fun things to do with that. My we whole start body January like, 8th. What's yeah, that? My whole body is like, please, yes, please. Yes, yes. So, Mine is too. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, oh, let me go hang right now. <laughs> okay. So that program starts on January 8th, and we will include that in the show notes as well. Okay. My final question. Tammy, what is a next empowering action you'd like to invite our listeners to take? I really, really would love for people to just start integrating into their day this practice of mindfulness. It doesn't have to be all the time, but maybe even as you're standing, brushing your teeth, feel your feet on the ground. Or when you first sit down with your coffee in the morning, feel your sit bones on a seat, feel your feet on the ground, take a few breaths, just really becoming aware of the breath and your body in any way in little moments throughout the day, I think is going to make a huge difference for people. Mm, Thank you so much. Okay. I can't wait to have our next conversation. I already have so many new questions brewing. Um, So I hope you'll come back. Uh, Until that time, take care. Bye. I love that. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Tammy Robinson. I know I can't wait to re-listen and take notes. This is our final episode in 2023. So I want to just encourage you to go back, listen to some previous episodes this month, and remember to simplify your own life. We don't need to do more just because our culture tells us to. And if you want to learn more about how you can simplify, you can do so inside the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood membership, which you can find on my website, isabelbridges.com. Okay, everyone, have a beautiful holiday. See you in the new year. You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. 